0: Jack Scallions, join me for a few moments from my heart to yours. I am proud to be an American. I stand with respect and salute our flag. Singing the national anthem and pledging allegiance still to this day brings a lump to my throat and makes my heart beat faster. In America, each citizen is free to talk and to think and to travel and to experience life with very few restrictions. If we don't like our work, we can find another job. We can go to school or be self-taught. If we don't like our elected officials, we can vote them out or run for office ourselves. We can turn the channel or simply turn it off. We can read our Bible, answer our phones, or just cut it off. We can visit the supermarket or dine out or fast. We can choose to be married or to stay single, go to church, make speeches, or just keep quiet. The hand of government rests more lightly upon American citizens than in any other country in the world. From the White House to the poorest house, from the Ivy League colleges to the one-room schoolhouse, across the interstates and main roads and back roads and cloverleafs, by airways and trains and automobiles, boats by foot, from the length to the breadth, north to south, east to west, from the maternity wards to Flanders Field, America, I believe, is still the best. The Liberty Bell hangs in the State House of Philadelphia. It weighs 2,080 pounds. It measures 12 feet in circumference. It announced freedom to Ireland July the 4th, 1776. On it are inscribed these words from Leviticus chapter 25, verse 10, Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. In 1832, a young Baptist preacher by the name of Samuel Francis Smith wrote, My country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I sing, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside let freedom ring. Several years ago, while in Washington, D.C., I visited a number of our most impressive monuments. I walked among the oversized warriors of the Korean monument to a marble plaque at the brow of the ridge, inscribed in stone are these words, freedom is not free. Many have paid the ultimate sacrifice so that we today can enjoy a free nation. We owe an immeasurable debt to those who, with their blood, sweat, and tears, gave us our freedom. Were it not for them, we might be goose stepping at the heels of storm troopers or taking orders from the Austin paper hanger. Instead of the Bible being read, mine, Kemp, might be our text. Instead of singing, My Country, Tis of Thee, we could be saluting the swastika. We enjoy the benefits of a land founded in faith and baptized in blood and dedicated to the freedom of worship. We have much to be thankful for. Some nations were founded by seekers of silver. Ours were birthed by prayer at Plymouth and nourished by a desire to have religious liberty. God has blessed our land with marvelous resources. Gold poured from the rocky crags of the West. Acres of grain sprang from the soil of the Midwest and coal from the East that warmed the hearths and turned the wheels of industry. We have found common ground in the sublime truth of the Bible. The Bible read by the early pilgrims is the same that burned the hearts of the faithful in the midnight hours of the dark ages. It is the torch that lighted the fires of the Reformation. It was the rock on which the stones of Western civilization were laid. If our civilization survives the onslaught of socialism and progressivism and liberalism, it'll be Christian patriotism that will fuel that lamp. No surried ranks with flags unfurled, nor armored ships that gird the world, nor hoarded wealth, nor busy meals, nor cattle on a thousand hills, not sages wise, nor schools, nor laws, not boasted deeds in freedom's cause, all these may be, and yet the state and the eyes of God be far from great. That land is great, which knows the Lord, whose songs are guided by His word. Where justice rules twixt man and man, where love controls in art and plan, where breathing in His native air, each soul finds joy in praise and prayer. Thus may our country good and great be God's delight in man's estate. So said the poet, Alexander Blackburn, America is not without her problems. Educators who talk of freedom but deny God are educating a nation of slavery. The civil libertarians who deny God are the real enemies of civil liberties. Those who talk of the constitutional right to remove God from government and church and all in our individual lives undermine the very Constitution they talk about. Freedom with allegiance to God's truth will always reveal the very best of us. If this is not the case, all the flags and fireworks that we have on the 4th of July are empty symbols to a nation that is fast losing its freedom by simply wanting to be free. Lieutenant Colonel Hiram Mann, who was retired from the U.S. Air Force, wrote this, No man survives when freedom fails. Good men rot in filthy jails. And those who cry, appease, appease, are hanged by those they tried to please. Patrick Henry stated best, It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that the great nation that we live in was not founded by religionists, but by Christians. Not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. John Jay, the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, wrote, God has given our people the choice of their leaders, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. The Supreme Court in 1892 wrote, Our laws and our institutions must necessarily be based upon and embody the teachings of the Redeemer of mankind. America has offered sacred things on the ladder of progressivism. We've removed Christ's name from public places and taken his word from our public schools and removed creation from the science lab and removed the celebration of his birth from Christmas. We've taken his authority from our homes, his day from our week, his pattern from our marriage, his honor and justice from the courtrooms and purity from our discourse. Though volumes could be written denouncing the wrongs of our nation, this great land we call home is still the greatest country with the most opportunity and the biggest heart of compassion of all the nations of the world. Sir Walter Scott wrote, Breathes there a man with soul so dear who never to himself has said, This is my own, my native land, whose heart hath ne'er within him burned, as home his footsteps he hath turned from wandering on a foreign strand. If such there breathe, go mark him well, for him no minstrel raptures swell. High though his titles proud his name, boundless his wealth as wishes can claim, despite those titles power and plethe, the wretch consented all in self. Living shall forfeit fair renown, and double dying shall go down to the vile dust from whence he sprung, unwept, unhonored, and unsung. I'm glad to be an American today. Remember, this has been Jack Scallion's Thank you for joining me for a few moments from my heart to yours.